Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good night. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you are listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com and World Talk Radio. We have three guests coming up in this hour. Our first guest is Richard London. He's the founder of Wellness Air. He's an author. Uh, his program and his mission is to help people become successful, and he does this in a very unique way. You can go to his website at wellnessair.com. Our second guest is uh, John Schuster. He's also an author, Power of Your Past. He's an executive coach, mentor, and he's going to talk to us about encore careers, career paths that are rewarding and inspiring. And our last guest this morning is Cornell McClellan, fitness consultant and personal trainer to the first family of the United States of America. And he's going to help us to stay fit, tell us how to get off the couch, and be active this year. But first, I want to welcome Dr. Richard London. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning. Thank you very much, Catherine. My pleasure. Well, you know, it's unique, Wellness Air. What kind of a program is it? Why is it unique? What are you going to do for us, and how are you going to make us successful through this program? Well, first of all, Wellness Air is actually the first life path ever created in the history of mankind. Prior to Wellness Air, no one really had a life path. They had a career choice. They had an objective to become a millionaire or a billionaire, but no real step-by-step life path. So so describe to us what a life path is. Why is that different than a career path, or how is it different than a career path? Well, a life path leads you to balance and abundance in the areas necessary to live a life of great abundance. Perhaps if I define the wellness air, the definition of a wellness air is abundance and balance in wellness, wealth, love, peace, and spirituality. Now, that's something that I think we all would want to aspire to, and if we sat down and thought about it, those things sound great, you know, love, wealth, peace, spirituality, but to me, it sounds like... To me, if I sat down and tried to to think about how I would achieve that, it would seem like a really difficult process. But So explain to us how we do it. Well, first of all, let's start with the word wellness. Wellness is the most important word in industry in the world today. And the reason being is wellness encompasses mind, body, and spirit. 
the greatest opportunities in the world, business-wise, and in generating wealth, are all related to wellness. And just some food for thought. The word wellness vibrates at the highest of any word that exists in the world today. That is why you're seeing investors and millions of people all over the world getting involved in wellness-related companies. So the goal, first of all, of every human being is to have wellness. And that's, again, to be whole mind, body, and spirit. Now, as far as uh, there are all new rules in creating wealth in the world today. The rules that humans use, my parents, my grandparents use, are not working today. And the reason being is people are not whole. I did an analysis of Fortune 100, 500, Fortune 1000 CEOs, presidents, vice presidents of companies. Very few were 100% whole. The average was about 50% whole. And that whole, again, mind, body, and spirit. When you're functioning at 50%, you're not clear. So a life path that brings you balance and abundance, it's easier to attain because of the energy behind the whole process. As you know, Catherine, every human being, the way that we exist on earth, it's everything that goes in and out of our mouth, the foods we eat and the words that come out. So when you start on a path of becoming a wellness there, you already have the energy and the vibration that's going to push you in the right direction. Well, you talk about, Dr. London, using the seven faces of intention, creativity, kindness, love, beauty, expansion, abundance, and peacefulness. Is that how we achieve this wellness? Well, the the foundation behind any individual is what pushes, I, I call it, into the universe and makes things happen. Perhaps maybe the another uh, another really great tool in you know it's not really woo woo, but the first thing that humans need to do is trust. Trust is a part of creating whatever you want to create in your life. The second is faith. The third is hope, and the last is miracles. So in the world that we live in today, we can create miracles. And the wellness air life path helps you create those miracles because it pushes you into trust. It pushes you into great faith. It pushes you up the ladder in the scale of hope and then pushes you over into creating uh, miracles. So let me give you an example of a miracle, okay? You go into a store and you want to buy something, they tell you they're out of it. They give you a rain check. You really need it. Say it's an electronics or whatever. So you say, no, I believe you have one more there. The person says, absolutely not. But because of your trust, because of your faith, because of your great hope, automatically they find another unit for you. And then you're able to what complete any task that you were hoping to complete with that electronic tool. Did that happen by accident? No. 
you co-created it because you are on the correct path. Uh, believe it or not, clarity is the most important thing in wellness today. And that's the area that most people lack. They're just not clear in what they want. I want to step back for a minute. You're saying people aren't clear about their intentions. Is that, is that an intention? Yeah, they're not clear about the intentions. They're not clear of exactly what they want. For myself, anytime I want something, I write it down absolutely clearly. And if you aren't clear about it and you don't write it down, then you can't, you can't and you don't, aren't clear about your intention and, and communicating that to other people, then you're not going to be able to accomplish your goal. Is that what you're saying? No. Not in the world that we live in today. No, you're not going to be able to complete your goal. And, and the reason being is humans' personal lives, their family lives, and their work lives are all intermingled. So you, you, if, you're, if you're not clear in your personal life, it's going to roll into your family. And if you're not clear in your family, it's going to roll into your work. And so you're going to go to work, and you're going to be working at... 50, 60%, 40% of your capability, but you're not going to know that you're not clear. That's, that's the problem we have in the world. Most human beings don't even know that they're not clear. So what and, do you do as, as a professional? You come in, someone is experiencing problems at, at work and not being able to accomplish what they think they should be doing, you know, getting promotions, getting raises. What do you do? What do you, what do, you do for them? Or how do you get them to realize that, you know, they aren't functioning in all, all areas of their life and that's impacting how successful they are at work? Well, the first thing that I do is I find out what agreements they made as a child, as a young teenager, and as an adult. And we change those agreements. A typical agreement that a child would make would be, I will do everything possible to receive love from my mother and father, even if it causes me pain. That's a very unhealthy agreement. So what they do is when they grow up as an adult, they will take abuse in their personal life, in their family, and at work, as long as they can receive or feel a sense of love. But so that would be a great example of people who stay in their job at work and they've got an abusive boss or somebody that they don't get along with, but they keep on trying as if it's mother or dad that they made this agreement with. I'm going to do anything so you'll approve of me. Yes, absolutely right, Captain. Perfect. But you can change. The nice thing about life is we are the co-creators in our life. We design our own life if you look at life in that particular manner. So you change the agreements. Uh, I have clients all over the world who are making millions of dollars a year. And the reason they're making millions of dollars a year is because their relationship with money is healthy. They believe that money flows to them easily from every place in the universe. And they either made great agreements when they were a child or a young adult, or we changed those agreements. Dr. London, how would you change that agreement so that it's no longer I am going to get love at any cost and I will endure anything just so that my boss will approve of me? And that comes from my agreement that I had with my parent when I was younger that, you know, I want them to love me at all costs. How do you change that agreement? What would you 
the way it's written is, first of all, you go, I hereby declare, and you put your name there, I blank blank hereby declare, and you always use gratitude and appreciation. Because gratitude and appreciation is one of the strongest natural laws besides that law that I'm sure your listeners know, the the law of attraction. That's one of ten natural laws. And gratitude and appreciation is just as powerful. So you put your name there, and then you hereby declare in gratitude and appreciation that my life is filled with love peace, and harmony. It comes easily to me on a daily basis with no effort. And then if it's a person who's receiving abuse or whatever it might be, you would just indicate that I receive no mental, physical, or emotional abuse and my personal and my family and in my workplace, and then you would put your name, you would put the date, and then you put the time, and then you put it in an email format, and then you would send it to someone. Send it to someone close to you. You could send it to your wife, your girlfriend. Send it to someone. And the reason you do it in an email format, believe it or not, one of the reasons the Internet was created Besides, the, the main objective was to bridge all humanity knowing eth- no ethnicity was to be able to enable human beings to create at a faster pace. Because when you're sending it by email, you're actually pushing it into the universe. And then but you make it real. When you make it real and you push it into the universe, and as you say, you share it with someone who's close to you, um, how long does it take for someone who has been operating, let's say someone who maybe is in their 40s or 50s, under that false assumption that they, they need love at all costs? I mean, is, there, does this, is this kind of a miraculous thing? I mean, you're talking about miracles. Does that mean that all of a sudden yes. they'll be able yes. to go to work the next day and say, you know what, I'm not going to accept all this negative stuff, or how long does it take? Well, you know, the universe knows no time. So it it happens immediately. As soon as you rewrite the agreement, it's actually already happened instantaneously. But you have to believe. When I send an email, I always believe that it's going to work. So, I mean... You, you, can, you could go to a doctor and the doctor says, I have an absolute 100% cure for a disease. And if the person doesn't believe that they're going to be cured, even though it has a 100% track record in curing people, nothing's going to happen. So the universe rearranges immediately and your agreement has been changed. So from that point on, you can move ahead without abuse, and you can live your life in harmony, but you do have to believe. Well, is it usually only one agreement that is, is standing in your way, or do many of us have lots of agreements we've made as children that, or as, when we're younger with significant others in our lives that have a negative impact on us being successful as we you know, become adults? Or is there just usually one overriding negative agreement? 
Oh, well, my daughter had seven agreements that needed to be changed. She, she had the lowest of anyone I've ever worked with, and the most was 186. And how, 186 agreements that were all negative agreements, and how long did it take that person to, to be able to make the changes that he or she needed to do? It took, it took that person several months. First of all, we had to discover what the 186 agreements were and then change each agreement in this particular person's life. So it does take months. It's rare to have 186 agreements, unhealthy agreements that you need to change. The, the normal amount would be, I would say, 25 to 35 agreements would be more normal. So the average person who's sort of functioning with 35 negative agreements is not getting what they want out of their, as you say, in all areas of their lives, their, what their personal life, business life, social life, because they're all intertwined, has about 35 negative agreements. Um, that's a lot of stuff to work on. You would seem that it would be a lot of stuff, but in the world we live in, nicely enough, things are moving at a fast pace. So where it might take a lifetime to unravel 35 agreements, it could take only weeks to unravel 35 agreements. And weeks is a very short time. If someone is 40 years old and they've lived 40 years with 35 unhealthy agreements and they spend six, seven weeks unraveling them, and once you rewrite your agreements, they do not come back, Catherine. Well, this is inspiring, I have to say, Dr. London, and uh, we have to say goodbye because we only have about a minute left, so I want listeners to know that they can go to your website, wellnessair, and it's A-I-R-E, dot com for more information about you, about the program, and I guess how to contact you if, if someone wants to, um, to become part of the program. They could contact me direct at richardlondon at usa.net as well. That is my private email address. I do not live in a glass house, so I'm always available to speak with people. Great having you on the show this morning. I'm going to oh, it's been to, my pleasure. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit down and think about what my agreements are, I, you know, the 35, because I'm sure I have at least 35. But thank you so much, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. It's been fun being on the Catherine Zox program. Sure. Thank you. Take care. Dr. Bye-bye. Richard London. Yeah, coming up next is uh, John Schuster. He's another author, and his book is Power of Your Past. He's an executive coach and a mentor to talk to us about Encore Careers. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone, voiceamericavariety.com, and World Talk Radio. We'll be back in a minute. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Are you wondering if that MBA keeps you on the forefront of today's marketing innovations? Marketing has become a complex combination of both art and science. 
Our program will break these concepts down into bite-sized solutions that you and your business can actually use. Listen to Bite-Sized Marketing every week, where Brandon LaRock and his guests will demystify the latest developments in marketing technology for today's Internet age. Tune in to Bite-Sized Marketing, live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone on voiceamericavariety.com and World Talk Radio. My next guest is John Schuster. John is the author of Power of Your Past. He's an executive coach, mentor, and he... We're going to discuss today his book uh, and Encore Careers, Encore Careers, Career Paths That Are Rewarding and Inspiring, which I guess is something that most of us would want, a career path that is rewarding and, and inspiring, which is difficult to do in today's economy. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning, John. Great to be here, Catherine. All right. So we're going to talk about... Um, your book and Encore Careers, first, what is an Encore Career? Yeah, it's a great, great image of a performance, of course, and that when, the, when you're brought back out on the stage because the demand for you is, <laughs> is huge <laughs> by the audience. Uh, so that wonderful notion of when the mean performance is done, there can be a great ending to, uh, to your performance. So that's the way it is in terms of, you know, people who have worked a long time, 20, 20, 25 years in a certain job uh, or career path, and then they want to switch and go to something, uh, their encore. So it's usually a significant switch, something closer to who they are. So. I think, uh, would, would you say in terms of numbers that's happening a lot today? Yeah, it seems to be happening a lot, both because of the uh, continual downsizing and the economic pain that it put a lot of companies on that, uh, you know, get, getting rid of good, good employees. You know, there's people who are very good but who are, who are, who are leaving and this, who are having to leave. And then there's others who want to leave because they want to do something more satisfying and they've got some, some means to do that. So it's happening a lot, yes. Well, I, I, maybe I'm at that stage where I have a lot of friends who are in those, that, those positions, people in their 50s and uh, even early 60s who are changing careers or or, as you say, engaging in encore careers. Um, but how do you do that? I mean, I mean, you know, let's say you've worked at a job for 20 years and you are, you know, an executive at a company, medium-sized company, big corporation. How are you going to, 
to be able to do a second career that would be as as fulfilling or as as satisfying or as successful. Right, right. Well, there's no guarantees. Yeah, we want a guarantee. <laughs> it could it, it could easily be more fulfilling and less monetary, or or it could be more monetary. But what people don't do is try to say at age 45 or 50, I'm going to go out and do something really distasteful that I don't like, but I make a whole lot of money at it. That what that that script is usually over, and people have said, I paid the price, I've made my money, now I'm going to go out and work more on my terms. And and so the way you do it on the outside, there's this whole universe of how to how to network and how to find a job. And I, I won't talk about that as much, but I, I will, which is important. But I'll, I want to talk about the internal assessment that people have to do to decide what it is that they really want to do. And that is that is often harder work than going out and networking because figuring out how to really uh, recalibrate and reset a course is often the harder work. But I see people do it. Yeah, I think you really, at that point, have to take a real hard look at yourself, and that's that's more difficult to do. And as you say, I think it's more difficult, and tell me if this has been your experience, more difficult doing it to do something that's going to give you satisfaction in terms of being inspiring and rewarding when you're younger and you have to make money to support your family. Uh, sometimes it's it's... It's easier to make decisions because you you know you do tend to base it perhaps more on monetary reasons than rather having to be fulfilled or feeling good about the job or uh, that kind of thing. It's it takes more soul searching, I think. A lot more soul searching, and it's not that younger people don't soul search, but they just don't know themselves well enough to say yes or no to the right things. And so I've found plenty of 30-somethings who find themselves in jobs and they say, uh-oh, I'm eight years into this now, and here's, and here's what I bar I didn't know I was bargaining for this, this, and this. And so now that they learn more through experience, they become more discriminating. And so that, that's what it's about. When you're older, the soul-searching part becomes crucial because uh, you can't shut down that, uh, that conversation with yourself that inevitably happens. And so... My contention is that's when your history and your past becomes very handy because it helps you make those calls. Right, so what you have to do is you have to sit down, what are my talents, right? What are my tr- really true talents? What drives me? Um, and then in order to do that, you talk about you have to uh, look at who you were. That's not easy to do. Yeah, well, and that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. It's not easy, and we're not trained to do it. So the big payoff, if, if people are going to do this encore career, career thing, Kevin, they have to look at what's my real identity as a worker. So they have to know who they are. They have to know what their real potential is as opposed to making their career. Often people make their first career on what I call secondary skills. People can do it. They can even be quite good at it, but it doesn't bring them juice, the psychological juice. It's not good for their soul or, or at least fully aligned with it. And then the Give me an answer before we go on. Uh, sure. John, give us an example of that, like because obviously you've you know met hundreds of, or thousands of people in the, that kind yeah. of a situation. So give us like examples of you know that we can identify sure. with. Yeah, sure. sure. I, have, I have I have several in my book, but one is uh, one is uh, a guy who I actually know quite well. I knew him when he was very young. He became an accountant, and uh, he was always good at accounting. And he had this whole other side of him that was very theatrical and uh, very much. Preferred to be on stage, you know that kind of thing. 
so I saw him suffer in his probably in his early forties. He started really suffering into this accounting, especially through taxis and just driving him crazy. And uh, so I saw him have to leave that profession. He did a kind of pain, you know, with with a lot of pain. But uh, he was so he he had to only work part time in the accounting field, and he had to he took up uh, acting in the community theater, and he's done he's done some uh, other kinds of uh, acting work in movies and so forth. And it was not an easy transition because he was good at, an account, at being an accountant, but it just didn't didn't serve him at all. And I've seen salespeople do that. There's a famous story in Kansas City where I spent a lot of time of uh, the, the Henry Bo- Henry Block organization, H and R Block, and he was going to hand the business over to his son. And in his early 40s, his son said, "Sorry, Dad, I'm going to go into education and be a teacher." It's a great story. That is a great story. Yeah. You know, when you think of you to give the accountant story, I mean, it's. Um... I mean, I always, I would never think of an accountant as somebody who truly, you know, on in, in, the inside wants to be an actor. I mean, to me, that would be <laughs> miserable to have to be an accountant when you really want to be an actor or you want to be in the media or whatever. All right, right. so then well, you would say this person, you have to, he conform, you know, you, you mentioned conforming. You have to stop conforming to what you think you should be or what you think you right. should be doing. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is what he obviously did, I guess, right? Yes. Yes, but now without a lot of hard, <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of soul searching and not a whole lot of social support for him switching. Of course, at some, at, at in many ways, the peak of his career. Well, I'll tell you what he combined. He ended up being teaching accounting, and that helped him because then he could be at the front of the classroom, so he could be on a topic he loved, and then but but instead be a teacher more than an accountant. So you see these nice compromises for people that you know the scientists who become teachers or, or different different ways people make their living. So would you say, John, what you do is you take the, I mean, the example of the accountant you just gave, you're doing your encore career, you've been doing something, be whatever, an accountant or a lawyer or an executive for 20 years, you really, you can take those skills and put them into an entirely different venue, a different job, but you still can use the same, you have many skills that you've acquired, but just put them into a different framework. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For instance, I teach a lot of executive coaches on how to become executive coaches at at Columbia University and at uh, the Hudson Institute out in uh, Santa Barbara. And so you, I watch people come in in their 30s, 40s, and 50s primarily, and they're looking for that shift in their career. They've been a manager, a line manager at X, and they say, you know, I'm good with people, and I think I like that part of my job the best. So how do I become a coach and set up my own business? And I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people take that path. So, what other examples do you have? I mean, those are those are several examples. What some examples of? Do you have examples like of women who have been um, in in the home and they have a lot of skills that they use, running a household, raising children, and then decide that they want an encore career, which would be a career perhaps outside the home. How does that fit into that framework? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, that's very similar. Uh, very. Uh, significant piece of, of people going into coaching, for instance. So you see people have the career, then they drop out and go uh, have have kids do the family thing, and then they come back. And so the come back part often is a small, I'm going to own a shop, I'm going to have a small retailer, I'm going to own a, they used to own bookstores, they don't do that anymore, that's too risky. <laughs> uh, I, I know a woman who did that in Cincinnati and it worked for a while. So, um, you know, the, uh, retail, the, I know a woman who... Uh, is now selling uh, 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 clothes out of her home, you know, kind of has one of these multi-marketing but high-end high clothing. 
and I think a lot of that, uh, you know, people who sell jewelry, people who do, if they like the selling part. So there's, there's this, do you have a sales orientation? Do you have an artistic orientation? I see many women uh, going into, uh, exploring their artistic side, and they may not make much money at it, but, uh, and, and, but some do, of course. Uh, I talked to a gentleman yesterday whose wife is working with metals now, and Ten, ten years ago, after she got out of a career in her late 40s, early 50s, she became a, an artist, and she now sells her art. So. Well, so that's an example. Yeah, and I think many women often do do things that they've been in their home, and they often, I know actually two or three women who have done exactly, you know, running retail, selling retail mm-hmm. high-end clothing in their homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and... I guess there are a lot of other kinds of creative things you can do. What about you? How did you? I mean, okay, you. Have, I want to ask. How about you? Are you in the job that you want to be in? And have you done this yourself? Been sure. In your, yeah. Sure. Well, well, what I did was I, uh, by at age thirty, I had done social work in high school teaching. I got into the leadership development field, and I had worked for about ten years for other people. And by age thirty-one, thirty-two, I started my own business. So I've been 30 years at that now. So I, I have no one to blame but myself if I don't if I have low job satisfaction, right? So um, and what's been great about the field is it keeps changing. So there was no coaching 30 years ago, but now I get to do the one-on-one conversation. So I hope I've applied this, and especially what I hope I've applied is what have I taken from my past, my German, Irish, Iowa roots, basically, and said, you know, how does that fit me into the world in a unique way? And, Sure enough, now I'm an author, and today I give a speech at a retirement community about writing memoirs. I take my guitar, I sing songs. Those were things I didn't do uh, in my 30s and even well into my 40s. So you've made, it sounds like you've made significant changes in your own lifestyle. But you said something about getting in touch with your past, your personal past, right? Where you come from and how that affects you. You said Irish, German, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Really- what happens is we we get we get amalgamated in this commercial culture. You know, you come out with your MBA stamp. I'm an MBA. You know, and so then we get tracked into what the society needs us to do. You need to go into sales. You need to go into accounting. You need to go into all of which are fine. So I'm watching my sons. I have two sons in my 30s, and they need to accept society's kind of categories for what you should be doing. And But eventually then, if you don't go back to the original you, the natural you, what were my natural gifts? And when you know who you are and when you know what your real potential is and when you, when you can set your own direction, so the big three, Catherine, are identity, potential, and direction, that all comes from knowing where you come from and your history. And if you don't use your history well, uh, you'll end up getting pushed around by society and you end up, you know, making your life on secondary skills and it just doesn't work. What do you do about those who support you and those who don't? Because very often, even if one as an individual wants to do this, take a look, make changes, really get in touch with who they are and where they came from, uh, you may have a spouse or a partner who says, hey, you know what? Uh, they have difficulty with that because, mm-hmm. and, and then you kind of have to deal with that piece also within your relationship or family situation mm-hmm. if you're going to make those kinds of changes. Yeah, that can be a source of a great source of support, and if it's neutral, at least it's not a great a, a source of negativity. If they are actively against you, then that's usually a source of suffering. 
so, and, and I use the word suffering in the spiritual sense of it's not just anxiety. It's really tough because it, it'll probably go on for a while. And if you have kids together, then it's really tough and all that. And so I'm, uh, I'm not a Pollyanna about, oh, it'll all work out. You know, no, yeah. it, some, sometimes these things don't work out and people have to choose, you know, in terms of what, what's more important to themselves. So you raised a big question. Yeah, I think that, I mean, because that obviously is going to be something that is important when you're making these kinds of decisions Mm -hmm. within the context of relationships or significant relationships. There's also another piece to this. You know, today many people don't, and I don't know what the exact statistic is, but many people just don't stay at the same job anyway for 10, even for 10 years. Isn't the average now with the group called the millennials, which is, I guess, people in their 20s, they stay at a job for two to four years max. I mean, they're not even going to approach getting the gold watch, but they don't even stay in 10 or 15 years in the same job anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really happens. Depends upon the company. Some companies are better at capturing the millennial imagination for long term. But I know, for instance, in IT departments, so if you go to there's certain job categories like IT people who will they they don't they they're much more loyal to information technology than they are to any company that they're working for for the most part. And so they're they're known for being job hoppers. And uh, so yeah, depending upon the category of profession. Um, and uh, the type of person you can see a lot of, a lot of shifting around. Yeah. So you, I guess maybe in the new age kind of thing, you, you really have to, I guess, follow all your principles, but do it in. You have to be doing it often. I, I guess you know it's not something that you wait twenty years to do necessarily. Your encore, you can have a series of encore careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so the, and what I the, the more classic view of encore careers. So say you've worked in IT for twenty five years, then at that point you switch into making your living doing something different than IT. It's not necessarily company to company or job to job. It's more like what skills did you have, and that's because this encore career thing hits a lot of people. Who knows a significant percentage. Because people know they still have a lot of a lot of gas in the tank. You know they still have a lot of things they want to do, but they're tired. They've done what they can do with insurance sales, or they've done what they can do with retail management, and they want to go out and get a fresh load. They repot themselves, you know, take a nature metaphor. It's like putting yourself in a, in a new pot and see what, how you grow there. So, And what about this? You also, you know, as I'm listening to you, yeah, keep repotting yourself. <laughs> I yeah. like that. That's a good metaphor. But what? Yeah. And also, people living longer, let's say take it at the other end. So, yeah. you know, what about, I, I see so many people even in their late 60s and 70s who want to do something different. They are not going to go to Florida and sit on the beach or sit on their porch. And uh, they have a lot of energy. They're healthy. And so they t- want to do an encore career even at, in, 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 you know, in, in that late age, I guess you would say, you know. Late, late, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 60. Well, I'm a, I'll be 63 in a couple months, and I'm kind of an example of, you know, I have changed my work a lot. I told you about guitar and these other things that I do now, and much more writing than I used to do. And and I watch my peers. Some of them have, quote, retired, and truly retired, and are doing a, a life of community involvement or family family roles like grandparenting or things like that. But you can bet others know that they still have interests in uh, commercial activities and want to go out and use the marketplace as a way to go earn a living, start a company, do whatever. So 
it's wide open. And what does happen is that the first half, the first third of your life, you are, people identify a lot with their body. You know, I am beautiful. I am muscular. I, I'm at my physical peak. Well, you can't we do that at sixty. Well, you can, but well, no, you can't. That's the whole point. Then yeah. you do it when you're. Then you. Then your your economic self takes over. Now I'm vice president of overhead. Great, I made it. I'm a success. I'm forty five, fifty. What happens by sixty five, seventy is you're no longer your economic peak. You're no longer your physical peak. You tend to be at your spiritual and human peak at that time, and that's where this notion of quality of life, knowing who you really are, understanding where you came from, that's where, where that kicks in. Yeah, and I think you have to have those experiences, I guess, to get to that point. Yeah. Life experiences to be able to, to take a look at all of that. Yep, absolutely. It's about being successful. It's what you do, kind of what you do after you're successful that's important. So what's the best piece of advice you could give to our listeners? Uh, of all the experience, you know, the, the people that, you, you know, that you've written about in your book, your own personal experiences, what would you, what would you say to them? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say turn within. I'd say uh, reflect on your history. I'd say tell yourself, re- remind yourself of those old stories because there's energy in the stories. There's energy in the images. Use your imagination. Your past is not frozen. It's not irrevocable. Sure, you have to take responsibility for your past, but remember that you don't have to be limited by your past and take yourself forward. Great advice. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Thanks so much for being on the show. And, John, John Schuster, Power of Your Past is the, the Power of Your Past title of your book. Uh, do you have a website that we can go to as well? Sure, yeah. You know, the usual retail outlets like Amazon and all that. And then I'm at uh, John P. Schuster, and that's S-C-H-U-S-T-E-R dot com. Great. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye, Catherine. Bye-bye. Coming up next, we have uh, Cornell McClellan. He's a fitness consultant and personal trainer to the first family of the President of the United States, and he's here to tell, well, he's going to talk to us about a new presidential program that's going to help us get off the coat couch, be active, lose weight. Uh, I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone, and you are listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com and World Talk Radio. Don't go away, because we'll be back in a minute. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you are listening to World Talk Radio and VoiceAmerica.com. In this hour, my guest is Cornell McClellan. He's a fitness consultant and personal trainer to the first family of the United States of America. He is going to talk to us today about a new presidential fitness program. Um, Mr. McClellan is a black belt and was a former trainer to the Mr. Universe contest. So welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning, Cornell. Uh, Thank you, Catherine. It's my honor to be on. Well, right. this is a big challenge, I guess, for America, for all of us Americans. As I understand it, and you, we don't really need the statistics, we're all, there are 72 million Americans are obese. This costs us, what, $147 billion a year. We have to do something about it, and I guess you're the person who's going to be doing it for us. What are you going to do? Well, I'm one of many. Uh, <laughs> as well, the, you're the uh, one on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, as the first lady said, that this is something that we all can take part in with her Let's Move initiative and with the President's Council of Sports and uh, Fitness and Nutrition. What we have done is that we've partnered with ShareCare as uh, a partnership to try and rid our society of overweightness and obesity. So how are we going to do that? You've partnered with ShareCare. We have to get rid of it, and I totally agree. I mean, I think this is such a huge problem, and I am really glad that the First Lady is doing something about it and with you and, as you say, with others. But So what is the program? How do we get involved? What can we do for ourselves in terms of this, this training program? Well, the first thing you can do is that we've got this incredible website. You can log on by going on presidentschallenge.org slash ShareCare. You go on there. And we'll give you instructions on how to earn your PALA, your Presidential Active Lifestyle Award. In doing this, we're asking you to be active for a six-week period. Six weeks, we need five days out of each week, 30 minutes a day for adults, 60 minutes a day for children. We're asking you to raise that heart rate. We're asking you to be active. We're asking you to have some fun and to get moving. That's what we're asking. Right, so now who developed this program? Well, it's a part of the President's Challenge, and also ShareCare has a program that they have combined together. But the, the, uh, the, the council, one of the things that we do is to try to come up with different ideas and to collaborate with partners to do things to get the country healthy and to keep them moving. And so the website was designed by ShareCare. Dr. Oz is a big partner in this and trying to help people be healthy. We all know how passionate he is about that. And so what we've done with this uh, website is we've taken away all of the um, mystery about working out and about nutrition because on there you will find everything you need. There are 450 uh, elite trainers who are on there. Uh, We've got all kinds of nutritionists on there. We have great uh, and incredible athletes who are participating and entertainers and celebrities. So everything one could need and ask for is on this website as well as the login and the tracking of it. 
So, Kathy, say, for instance, if you, Catherine, I'm sorry, if you uh, went to walk, went for a walk in the morning, you come back home and you log it in. You go into the website and you log that in, and you get credit for that. After that six-week period, you then earn your certificate, and now you've got a Presidential Active Lifestyle Award certificate. This is a fantastic idea. I mean, it gets people involved. You give somebody an, a presidential award. It seems to me that um, that that can only breed success, I think, because when I saw it, I thought, boy, I'd like to do it. I'm not overweight, but I don't exercise enough, and I'm not active enough. And so you have, what, uh, Cornell, you have access to all of these experts. On all the of these experts, that's right. So you have no excuse for not losing weight or getting your heart rate down or your blood pressure, in my case. Um, I mean, Catherine, you're absolutely correct. We don't want people to think, uh, hmm, I'm not overweight or I'm not obese. This is for everybody. It's for every American because this is about lifestyle, and it's about lifestyle changes. It is the way that we know that keeps you healthy and, as you said, that works on your blood pressure, works on your cholesterol. So we're asking people to be active, and everybody can be active from all ages. Everybody can be involved. Again, it's six weeks, and it's 30 minutes a day, five days a week for adults, and 60 minutes a day, five days a week for children. Everybody can be involved. We all need to work out, and we all can do a little more. Uh, so we want to go on the website, presidentschallenge.org slash sharecare, and there's just an array of different um, exercises, nutritional benefits, and videos and tapes, all kind of things that one might need to be motivated. Wouldn't uh, would this be great for families? I mean, because oftentimes, I mean, getting back to the obesity and the overweight thing, families are overweight and obese. You know, you'll see the overweight parents and the kids are heading in that direction. So this would be a great program for families to participate in together. I mean, you hit it right on the head, Catherine. It is what was thought of in the concept stage of this, that it's about families. It's about lifestyles. So Share Care partnering with the President's Council and putting this website together was thinking just what you're saying. We can change lives, we can change families, we can change communities, and we change our nation by doing this. So it's really about being involved, taking the kids on a walk, uh, being active with the kids, playing volleyball with them, kickball, whatever you do, whatever it is for your family, whatever that excitement might be. You know, it's okay. You can split the time up, too. Uh, so that's important, too, because sometimes people say to me, well, I'm not in shape enough to do 30 minutes. That's okay. Do, thir- do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunch, and 10 minutes uh, in the evening. Or split it up 15 minutes, 15 minutes. You know, do whatever you need to do, but you need to be moving. Yeah, I think that's a really important point you just made because I know a lot of people who would say, if I can't do it for 30 minutes, I'm not going to do it at all. Well, three minutes of walking is better than three minutes on the couch. You're exactly right. You know, we were created to move. Our bodies respond to activity and to movement. It is our very nature to be active. When you are active, the body then helps to... Uh, rejuvenate itself. So it, this is what it's about. I mean, it's really about doing what we were created to do. So it's about something that's very natural. And activity and uh, working out is pretty natural. We call it working out, but we want you to think about just moving. Just get your heart rate up. If you start walking, that, it's just that simple. Just start walking. Walk your dog. You know, go for a bicycle ride. Go for a swim. Whatever is exciting for you or whatever is comforting for you, you need to be moving. We want you to be active. And we also want you to get this uh, 
ballot. We want you to get your certificate. We want you to sign up now. You've got to enroll by August 22nd. So what is today, the 5th? Yeah, so you can start today. Roll by August twenty second. Well, what's happening is we're trying to get all of this uh, tallied by September thirtieth. September thirtieth ends the mark that we're trying to reach at least a million people. Now we want certainly more than a million people, but we want to be able to tally that and to know and to celebrate on September thirtieth. And we want everybody to be a part of that. We want you to be a part of the celebration, and we want you to get your palette. So we want you to go into the website, go to presidentschallenge.org slash share care. Start logging in. Uh, go for your walk. Come back in. Log in. You know, the next day you jump rope. Next day you swim. Whatever you do, you know, you can walk every day if that's what you do. If, if what's comfortable for you is walking, you can do that. If lifting weights is what's comfortable for you, you can do that. If yoga is your thing, do yoga. We're asking people to do what they do. Uh, but we kind of have a deadline because we want to track the numbers. So I like that because it doesn't sound like this rigid kind of exercise program that you have to do. As you say, you can be creative about what you do for your exercise and how you do your exercise. And you said one word that I like, be comfortable about it, because I think sometimes people associate exercise with pain, and that's not something it sounds like that you're doing. It's being comfortable, being comfortable with what you're doing and how you're doing it in terms of exercise and diet. You're exactly right, Catherine. I really believe in being comfortable when you work out. You know, because this is a natural thing to work out or to be active, we want it to be something that feels natural and something that is natural. And that's why, you know, you want to kind of gravitate for what's comfortable for you and what you want to do. We certainly want people to get enrolled. We want people to go to the website because the website just gives so much information. One of the things as a fitness coach and a trainer that I've experienced and that I've seen so many times is that, you know, a lot of times people need uh, questions answered. You know, sometimes I need questions answered. You know, so I know other people out there need questions answered from time yeah. to time. That's why the website is there. You can go there. You can get questions answered. You can get new ideas. New ideas is all about motivation because it's like, you know, like I've been doing this program. Now you got a new idea and you got something else to challenge you. You've got something else to experience. Well, it's great. You make it sound really exciting. We have to say goodbye because I know you have to go on to the next show. You mean I got to stop? <laughs> I love it. You sound, you inspired me. I'm going to be one of those who's going to get on the website. Uh, that's I love all. it. You made my day, Catherine. <laughs> we, every time somebody tells me they're signing up, my day is made. So okay, thank you great. so much. All right, have a good one. Thanks so much. All right, you too. You've been listening to The Catherine Zock Show, and I am your social worker with a microphone. Sign up for it, folks. I think most of us need good exercise. Be creative about it. Uh, hope you have a uh, great week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zock Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.